This episode of The Patch is sponsored by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. That's HuluPlus.com slash patch. This episode of The Patch is brought to you by ProFlowers.com. Get one dozen long-stem assorted roses with a premium base and gourmet chocolates for $29.99. Click the blue microphone at ProFlowers.com and type in code TEETH. Use the microphone and the code TEETH at ProFlowers.com. The patch. Hey, it's a patch. Hey, this week, hey. featuring helicopter with helicopter. It's Shut really up, loud. Just in time. That's my Showed favorite commentator. Showed up right at four. So we got yep. Gus, Bernie, uh-huh. Banana, Jack, <laughs> Jack Ryan, <laughs> Jack Ryan. And there Gus. you go, guys. You, sound, you, sound you the same are welcome for the audio listeners. There. Do I have to do that? Th- yeah, never mind. Yeah, they're, they're fine. <laughs> Gus here's a government agency. He gets a little flustered. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? <laughs> it's immigration. So last week I wasn't here on the patch because I was out in Vegas attending the Dice Summit. Uh, Brag about it, yeah! Way uh, to go, which is a, like a big industry video game uh, summit. How it's, do you? It's, it's, how how do you think? Oh, thank you. We got to flip the thing. How do you think thing. dice rates in the overall industry convention meetup space? I think it's probably like the most respected one, more so oh, than GDC. Wow, right. uh, I think so. Okay, it's, it's a lot more intimate. You know, there's there's not multiple sessions going on. It's like there is one session you go to, and so everyone sits in there. So you're saying dice is here, and then Spike would be <laughs> no, and then the, yeah, and then they and then they have an award show that they cap off the show with, which is probably it's, it's an industry run award show. So it's not yeah. like VGX. I think dice more so than anyone else is hitting the sweet spot between the industry, which seems to be inaccessible the way GDC is. Like a lot of people don't really pay that close attention to GDC except for announcements. And it hits that sweet spot between the industry and the high-level enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think, you know, like PAX and RTX do a great job with the consumer-level enthusiasts. Correct. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an unusual place because there are so many, you know, really respected people from the video game industry there. And I had something really embarrassing happen to me. No! All right. And I have to lead the patch with it. It is video game related. So the morning session on the first day was presented by the CEO of CCP, uh, uh, who make EVE Online. His okay. name was Hilmar. That was three. An- uh, yeah. <laughs> Hilmar. Something. I couldn't even finish that sentence. There were so many. Uh, the word I can't remember. I'm disappointed the CEO doesn't have a middle initial. <laughs> he, he probably does. His name's like Hilmar something. He's from Iceland. The dude looks like a Viking. You know? Does he? Yeah. It's like you look at him like, wow, I can picture this dude. I mean, did he have like the the horned Elmer Fudd helmet and everything? Or whoops, sorry. But uh, so he he gave a presentation in the morning. Then when it's lunchtime, there's like a buffet that they set out. You go, you serve your plate, and it's like a bunch of tables, and you figure out where you want to go sit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wait, wait, wait. What's in the buffet? Uh, what was, yeah, what was it that? It was actually terrible that day. Was there shrimp? It was like an eggplant sandwich, uh, oh, oh. A, a chicken panini. Uh, this is not buffet food. Rice. I yeah, take back was, everything I said about prison dice. food. Terrible. So I make my plate, and it's like high school. You're like, oh, where am I going to sit? <laughs> and I see the CEO from CCP sitting at a table. I'm like, oh, I, wanted, I had some questions for him about his presentation from the morning. I'm going to go sit with him. I want to point out at this point that Gus is a representative <laughs> of our company at this event. So. <laughs> so, I'm now cringing. I walk up, and the table's like only half full. Most of the tables are like jam-packed. This one, there's only like the uh, Hilmar and then like three or four other people. I'm like, that's weird. So I walk up and I sit down and I'm like, hey, do you mind if I join you guys? And I look up and the guy directly across from me is Mike Morhine, the CEO and co-founder of Blizzard. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And I look to his left and it's like another like senior vice president at Blizzard. I'm like, oh. And I look to the other side and it's another senior person at Blizzard. Everyone at that table was a senior person at Blizzard and Hilmar was like, oh. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I guess like, I got like the hearts over my head. I was like, how you, guys, how you guys doing? The amazing thing to me is that you actually recognized all these people on site. Well, it, like at first I definitely recognized uh-huh. Mike Morheim. And then the other people have badges with your name. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I know that name. I know that name. Uh oh. <laughs> so uh, I had a very awkward lunch where I was I was the meekest I think I've ever been in my in my entire life. Yeah. You I mean it sounds to me honestly like you interrupted some high level meeting. Between That's, the guys yeah. at Eve and potentially their new partner Blizzard, <laughs> That's the new crossover. Like, Oops, so, uh, so it's a you new heard, WoW expansion is actually. Unless part of that buffet was an NDA, I think you're good. I think you just broke a story. <laughs> you're a big leak now. Um, but it was it was really great to sit down and talk with them. I got to I did get to talk with Hilmar about the things that I want to talk about. He talked about you know he talked about the. By the way, if any of us did what you Eve. just did, you'd be so mad at us for eating a banana <laughs> on mic. Fuck it, uh, Patrick will edit it out. Uh, <laughs> he talked in his presentation about the steep learning curve. I think he called it the learning cliff of Eve Online, 
and how it's a really difficult da- game to get into and to start with uh, because it's so there's so much going on. He says, you know, they've tried to work on it over the years. And he says he just doesn't know how they can make it any more accessible. <laughs> so now what they've started doing is they're releasing other games set in the EVE universe, and all the games interact together in the same universe. They're releasing starter games for EVE Online? Well, not right, necessarily. I think it's a brilliant idea. That so is a really yeah. good idea. They're working on an Oculus Rift called game Flappy Eve. called uh, Valkyrie. Right. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, you put on the Oculus and you're like piloting a spaceship. So that's a lot more like fighter spaceship simulator so you immediately hate it <laughs> yes absolutely Just to be clear and they also they also had an fps they released called dust which is an fps set in that same universe so theoretically you could be like a marine fps style fighting on a ground of a planet and a spaceship in eve online could bombard you in real time and kill you even though you're playing two totally separate this games. sounds That's remarkably ambitious yeah. to have something like this. i mean there, it's no re-roll but it's up there they're already rolling it out <laughs> They're going to have drones on other planets. <laughs> so we have actual geography all laid out. Now, that kind of, though, reminds me, though, is like we, one thing you and I have always liked is the idea of people having a different gameplay experience. Mm-hmm. There was, um, what was the Counter-Strike mod from all those years ago? It was called uh, Natural, Natural Selection. Selection. Natural mm-hmm. Selection. Where uh, we played it just recently, actually. The, I played it last year. Natural Selection 2 came out. Natural, that's what it was. And uh, so it's like where one person plays as a type of... Uh, you know, gameplay like in in the first natural selection, the alien side was more of an RTS yes, feeling. If you were the alien commander, if you were yeah. the commander, you got in the pod and all that. And even Battlefield had a lot of that stuff uh, where you could get in the command uh, trailer basically, and and you would go out with the drones and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and you could command it. We like different types of play within the same game. And there's a game that's that's now about to come out called Evolve, where they're embracing that, where it's you know it's still like a it's still a boss versus, you know, like a Left 4 Dead style four person party, and they're all, I assume, FPS. But one person is playing a huge boss, and the other people are playing four individual people in a party, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. They released uh, a cinematic trailer, uh, mm-hmm. as well as like, uh, and then Joystick did a video preview where they played the game, and we'll link both of those in the patch notes so you can see it. It looks really cool. They also have one of the best. Logo I designs did, ever. So you read the article by Greg Casavin. I didn't read that. Did you? Oh, he went nuts for the logo. Like oh, he did a dude, whole breakdown of the logo. It's it's so great. It's a great <laughs> logo. It really is. Um, but yeah, it's a it's it's made by Turtle Rock Studios, so the people who developed the original Left 4 Dead, um, in conjunction with Valve, and now they're doing uh, this game. What you have a quizzical look on your face. I I'm big huge fan of the Left 4 Dead series. I didn't know. That Left 4 Dead was ever developed by an outside yeah, studio when, except for ports. When it was first announced, it was announced as a game by Turtle Rock. And then Steam was very, or not Steam, Valve was very interested in it. So I think they co-developed it and brought those guys in to help them finish the game. Like, didn't, didn't, I always thought Left 4 Dead was spawned from a Counter-Strike mod where they would, they would spawn tons and tons of bots. And that people kept playing that game over and over again. Of playing that, I, so, I, don't I, remember, I, yeah. I thought I remember reading a story about that. I'll look it up. So okay. that I'm, I'm <laughs> just going to paraphrase my own memory at this point, which is always a bad idea. Yeah, I, but I, I'm looking forward to evolve. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really great. I think they said it's going to come out later this year, by the end of the year. And it makes sense. Season. I was I was feeling like I, I shouldn't make comparisons to Left 4 Dead, even though it felt that way when I saw the cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. It had a definitely like that kind of feel to it for the four person party. Uh, but now it makes sense because if they're the team that helped initially develop the Left 4 Dead concept. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically. A, it's like Left 4 Dead multiplayer, only you only spawn a tank. Is kind of how it sort of looks like. But I'm hoping that super tank. That it's yeah. Huge. I'm hoping it is really huge. It's like I want like monstrous. something like Shadow of the Colossus versus like <laughs> little peons. That's what I'm hoping. If you it'll look if you at. watch the um, like the video preview that Joystick mm-hmm. did, you can get a sense for the scale of the uh-huh. size difference. It's not like Shadow of the Colossus huge, but it's significantly larger. They still the make for players. a fun let's play. It. They also talk about the different capabilities. So each of the different four players is a different class right. mm-hmm. and they all have unique abilities specific to the class uh one of the more interesting ones i thought was the medic had a sniper rifle and can create weak points on the boss huh so it's like you can tar- the sniper rifle can target an area then make that area more susceptible to damage than other areas so then everyone else will try to target that specific part of the giant monster that sounds like a lot of fun. I would always like to see, like, they have such great characters in Left 4 Dead. I would love to see those characters carry a little bit of difference into the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I don't even know if the hitboxes are different for any of those characters oh, in Left 4 Dead 2. You doubt I, it? I would, I would think Coach has a slightly bigger one. Slightly bigger than <laughs> Rochelle, right? right. Yeah, it's not I like they're so shooting too. at him either. I mean, it's punching, so. Right, if they get close to you, but, yeah, you know, I mean, a smoker can, you know, tag your big fat body. As well <laughs> as you know, uh, very svelte. 
Depeche Mode wearing body, then you're okay. You know, you have a little vantage point, Rochelle. But I've never heard anyone say, oh, thank God I got Rochelle because I'll have a smaller hitbox. I've yeah. never heard that before. Well, thank God I got Rochelle. I can wear the Depeche Mode shirt. <laughs> <laughs> which, was, which was one of the awards that they gave away for Xbox Live achievements where – My avatar wore that forever. You wore the Depeche Mode shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I forget what it was for. Maybe finishing all four campaigns? Maybe. I'll figure it out. But the uh, my favorite was the gnome that you got too, even though it was a prop. And I wish more developers had embraced or would going forward embrace uh, achievements that give you something you can put on your avatar so you can show it off a but little bit. But you really don't have an avatar It's pretty anymore. much gone for no, you have Xbox a One. You have a gamer pick that you make from your avatar. It's not animated any longer. It is though. not animated anymore. So like, I don't know how props would fit in, yeah, but you can include it. There's not a way shot. to look at your friends list. Though I think they're adding a friend's app. As yes. part of the update, we'll talk about that more, in a minute. But yeah, more than anything, yeah, I'm happy they're adding a fucking battery indicator yeah. for the controller. More than anything, that's what you're happy Last about. Last night, I was uh-uh. I was sitting down to pl- fucking no, play Assassin's Creed Four, turning my Xbox mm-hmm. on, turn my controller on, and it stopped responding. We're like, oh, it turned off. Turned it on again. It turned off. Yeah, there's no oh, warning. I have no fucking AA batteries in my entire goddamn house. Guess what? <laughs> I was just going to sit down and play my game. Now I got to go to the fucking store. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I have the play and charge kit, so I don't worry about that fucking all that bullshit. much. <laughs> bullshit. I can just plug the bad, bad boy so in. Angry. Get so the play and charge. It's a little micro USB cable. It's definitely worth it. It's, okay. yeah, I mean, there's no reason to stick with AA batteries. You'll just kill yourself. I will things. say this about the Xbox One controller is that when it dies, it's not fucking around. Uh-uh. It's like the yeah. Xbox 360 one, it would go... Controller, reconnect yeah. the controller would come up. And you're like, I got another two hours for this yeah. thing. Yeah. Or that. it would start like making the, the spiral. You got the ring. Right? Yeah. And you knew that it was going to die in a couple of days. Now you got nothing. Which, they, how did they not think of that at all? You just that's, – that's the criticism of the Xbox One Pretty much. dashboard experience in general. It's like you, I was in there the other day and I was like, I got into movies in the store. And I'm like, how do I get back and go to games? And I just <laughs> – I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I mean I got to say I am equally frustrated – not equally, but uh, I'm, I'm also frustrated with the PS4 store because – I was pointing out to Ashley the other day. It's like I went into games. I forget what I was going to download, but I was going to download some game. I went into games, and it does the breakout of the titles to the right as you go down the left uh-huh. column. It breaks out this, everything on the right. The first thing it shows me in games is a movie, like as a special offer. And it's like I shouldn't see movies when I go into games. Yeah. Like I just, mm-hmm. It's just like I get you guys want us to use these as media devices, but we're already all doing that anyway. I mean yeah. the, like the 360, whenever I looked at my friends list, it was like 90% Netflix by mm-hmm. the end of the cycle, except when a major game came out. A lot right. of people were using it. You don't need to push it on us, you know? We're going to do it anyway. We know it's there. Yeah. Maybe they do it for the casual person who's not jumping in. But they, they should know that. They should know that. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I was going to – I'm going to step back here for well, a second. Before you what? get to that, I always feel like I'm humbled a little bit because you guys always come here with all this technology. Like you got this iPad mini here. You got a phone and a laptop. So today I came prepared. All oh, right. Oh. Yeah. Props. I didn't. <laughs> hey, look at this. this. Is, uh, from the desk of uh, Eli Haywood, my son, is uh, is it an iPad? Uh, and if you're playing the home game and you can't see what I'm holding in my hand, uh, it's a very fancy case from the lovely people at uh, Fisher and Price uh, who <laughs> make, make Eve Online really, really nice things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you. Thank you, Eli. Especially enjoy this part on the patch. I'll do that right into the mic. There we go. They make an iPad case they by make Fisher an iPad Price. Case. Yep. That's brilliant. Are there these like legs? Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh. It's actually an iPad. I thought oh, you were joking. No, it is yeah. seriously an iPad. Wow. I'm just going to play uh, play Elmo here while we're... Uh, Can I ask you a question? Well, do you have Flappy Bird installed on I that? do not have Flappy Bird. Now I'm going to have to go to eBay and pay $5,000 to get it, I guess. Did you ever install it on any of your iOS no, devices? No, but it doesn't matter for... Uh, it does, you don't have to do it on iOS. If you do it on Android, you can just download the APK file. Well, People no, my point was it. if you had done it on any iOS device, you could get it on your account and still get it oh, really? from your download history. Okay. I think they have to do yeah. that. Even yeah. though it's a free download, it still has to be made available. Yeah. Well, should, we, should we talk about that? Yeah, yeah let's so talk about Flappy Bird. Flappy nice Bird's case, gone. by the way. Now Thank I you. feel like I've stepped up my game. This thing is great. Like he can do anything to it; it doesn't break. Wow, it's got two uh, different locks. It does. It is safe. Okay. You, know, you this saw what my son tried to do to this. Price. Yeah, there you go, Fisher Price. There's a shout out. I feel like compelled to test your what you just said about uh-huh. you can do anything to it, but I know no matter what I could do to it, yeah. could not be worse than what a young child could do to it. So uh, yeah, the I'm only sure vulnerable that has... part is the screen. Really, this is just like a thin piece of plastic. Yeah, but it will hold up to banana. Uh, he's tested that <laughs> anyway. So uh, yeah, it's uh, that's I love it. my contribution to technology on the podcast. I absolutely now. love it. So <laughs> Flappy Bird is dead. Yeah, not dead. Goodbye, it's Flappy dead. Bird. The guy he's, said he's too scared he, of people getting addicted to his game. That's like the latest round of why he said he took the game yeah. down. And did you guys read the big uh, giant bomb article about uh, empathy in the internet culture? No. It's been making the rounds. Hey. It's a, I think it's a pretty well-written article. It's about just the what happens when 
you become the target of the mob mentality. Mm -hmm. And it's like even the positive stuff can be over the top, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And uh, that they were just um, – and then I think it was somebody else. I want to say Business Week, but I'm not going to get that right. It was Business Insider. Business Insider. Yeah. Thank you. Who went through the whole history of the guy's tweets of making what was called Flap Flap. Then he had to change <laughs> the name from Flap Flap to Flappy Bird. He was disappointed by that. And then the slow progression of him slowly coming to hate his own game. Yeah. And basically like reevaluating his life – Via the success he was enjoying from Flappy Bird. That attention, any kind of attention on the internet brings a lot of not just positive, but very negative reinforcement. I mean, there's a lot of people that are quick to tell you you're a terrible person, no matter what you've done. Mm -hmm. No matter how simple and you know easy, they're, they're going to find something and come at you for it. And well, the Giant Bomb article was very in-depth, and I thought a great analysis of it. But I had to go a step further reading the Giant Bomb article. Sure enough, I look at the screenshots of uh, – they, they had a screenshot of all these tweets to him. So I thought, I'm now going to go look at the usernames for those people and see what their mentions are like. And like the first tweet was uh, that I saw on everyone was someone telling them to kill themselves <laughs> because they were mentioned. So now it's like it's like even people who read the article, that's how they must get these people's names, are like, you're a loser. You should just kill yourself. And like and it's interesting to see those people's reactions now that they're being held up as the example of hate – and lack of empathy. Who knew that Business Insider readers would be such uh, <laughs> unsympathetic <laughs> trolls going after uh... – This was a giant bomb article. Oh, okay. this, wasn't, this wasn't Business Week or Business Insider that was going after those guys. But no, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And then what, what can this guy do when faced with that? I was thinking about us and like we get like – I mean we could share some of the stories we get. But over the years, we've gotten like crazy this stuff over the top positive, which is really bizarre. Um, I showed Gus one, I think it's been a while now, so I think I could talk about it. There was a kid, uh, uh, who wanted me to adopt him. Oh, right. Remember? Wow. It was like mm -hmm. a teenage kid and he was very adamant about it. And, uh, it basically boiled down to, he has friends at school, but they also have other friends and he didn't like that. And also his parents don't let him play call of duty sometimes. And I was like, you're asking a guy you don't know to adopt you. It's like, if, if I read that as a dad, I would be like, I'd be just mortified and, humiliated it's just like i don't think people realize the impact of stuff that they're putting out there absolutely and likewise if we get pounded with like go kill yourself go kill yourself even like broadcasting that is a terrible thing like if you were to take a tweet where someone was saying you've had some horrible people come at you we don't even talk sure, about of these course people. yeah yeah some really you, bad you don't, stuff. You don't talk about it we don't yeah. talk about yeah. it and uh if you were to rebroadcast that stuff and you, it would almost be like it would seem like if you said oh well i hope that like somebody will read this and you know karma will come get you or somebody who follows me will come at you that would seem horribly irresponsible for Absolutely. you to do that yeah. it would seem like because you're like you're putting the internet against this one guy but really that's what people who create on the internet deal with on a regular basis if Gus doing that is something that is irresponsible, it's the same thing as like saying, well, people who make threats on the internet don't mean anything. Well, if that's the case, then we should be able to hold up anybody to the internet and say, go get this guy because everyone's harmless on the internet, yeah. right? <laughs> but you don't know that. It's like it's just this constant barrage of all this stuff coming in. And when you have something that has 60 million downloads, it's just – it's a level that I can't even imagine. Especially but if it's just one guy. He was up to making what fifty thousand a day is what they're Supposedly. saying. I mean, that's a. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to extrapolate. Yeah, those. that actually leads to something else I want to talk about later in the patch. But uh, I think there was even I think in that Business Insider article, or maybe it was Forbes, they said that they estimated that he was up to a hundred thousand dollars a day now. Oh my gosh! Because the ads are still on there, and then with all this other mm -hmm. positive attention, well, not positive, with all this other attention he's gotten, it's helped. Re it helped it reach a critical mass before he pulled it. Which I'd like to point out that uh, Gus was actually playing Flappy Birds moments before we started the new patch. High score. And I got, got a, a new high, high score. score. Yeah. 30. Congratulations on Well, I'm going to load it up right now because I do have it on my new, now it's going to be a $150,000 phone according to eBay. Yeah, I can't believe that that became a market. That, no, one, no, so one, no one actually bought that. Nobody. One of them had a bid. Yeah, but one that, of the they eBay. back out. Somebody. It's like when we talked about in the patch a couple weeks ago when they were auctioning off the World Championship Series NES cartridge uh -huh. and it went for $100,000 and the bidder's like, nah, it was, it was just a joke. <laughs> I have been playing Flappy Bird for a good solid week and a half, two weeks. I was kind of a late. That's right, guy. score report. Late, At the end, you said I'm uh, not, last patch. Not, I'm not no? doing it. No? I'm not doing All it. Right. But uh, I, I have never seen the ads that I'm seeing today after Flappy Birds has supposedly been killed. There were new ads today. I noticed that as well. Amazon and Google are now advertising on Flappy Bird. <laughs> and they were not there the last week and a half, two weeks. There was another new one I saw right before the patch. I was going to mention I saw a Randall's ad, which I don't know if you have those in your part of the world, but they're a grocery store. Yeah, it's, where like, we are. Sa it's what Safeway calls itself in Texas for some reason. Really? Yeah. I thought it was you, Apple Tree. No, you can use the same card. Like if you have a Randall's card or a Safeway card. 
card, you can like use them interchangeably. Randall's it's, it's like the, the only company. other grocery store here in Austin. Yeah. And there's only one that I've seen. And if you're if you're listening from the UK or Australia, it's you don't care. It's like a Woolworths. <laughs> it's like a Waitrose. It's like a, a grocery Waitrose. store. Is what it's like. You flexing you your international I really knowledge. Know, I only know that because Gavin. Gavin. I think everybody knows what a generic grocery store is. I don't think we have to compare it to another brand of grocery <laughs> store. It's a place where you go. We have in America where it's a place where there's food, but it's not cooked. You just take it home and eat it. You pay for it's it. It's ready to cook. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. It's like a farm with no dirt. Just <laughs> nice. boxes. Um. Okay. This episode of the patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows like SNL, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Shark Tank, and Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like Lost, Law & Order SVU, Doctor Who, and Community. You can also check out exclusive content including Hulu originals like The Wrong Mans and Behind the Mask, Hulu's new docuseries that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. You'll also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content. For only $7.99 a month, catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, or wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. It's a special offer for our viewers and listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash patch. Uh, You see it right there on the screen. Uh, To get the extended free trial, and they know that we sent you. That's HuluPlus.com slash patch for your extended free two-week trial. Much thanks to Hulu Plus for supporting fantastic content like the patch. Smart people over there. They are. They're very intelligent. Forward thinking. Forward thinking. We don't have to shut the patch down for them to advertise. We're going to be deleting the patch in 22 hours. We're sorry to report that. Uh, send your hate mail to Gus. <laughs> you spell that jack at achievementhunter.com. Let me, um, you mentioned Shark Tank. Okay. How does Shark Tank work? What do you mean? Well, do, that's like, uh, the thing where they just give money at people who have ideas, right? Right. right. But like give when you go on people like people's yeah, court sure. or Judge Judy... Like you have to abide by the the, the hearing, you know the the, mm-hmm. the verdict. You have you to, sign you have an to abide by it. going in. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 even though this is a fucking kangaroo. Well, I think she is actually a judge on TV. Right? You know, she's. I think she was the highest paid TV personality. Oh yeah, for I, a couple I believe years. you are correct. Yeah. Nothing like old people at home looking for justice. Yeah, I mean, um, and plus, I think they've got their credit card and phone ready. So I'm going to start my new, uh, my new uh, iPhone game, uh, Old Justice. Old Justice. <laughs> it looks it... exactly like Flappy Bird, but it's going <laughs> to... Old Justice. There was a... Flappy Judge. There was a, a Sesame Street version <laughs> of Flappy Bird today called Flappy Bert. I'm not sure if you saw it. <laughs> Have you seen the Flappy Bird MMO that somebody made? I heard about Where it. Where it's like it 80 people playing at one God. time, and you have to find your bird. In there. That sounds awful. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I have yet to play it. I've seen a lot of links from it, and then there's like like anything... There's like Squishy Bird, which is where you play the pipes mm-hmm. and you have to squish birds trying to get by. Um, you know, it's like people are making parody games, but I'm sure they're running ads no, and making a lot of money as well. But Shark Tank, uh, when they go on there, there must be some kind of waiver they sign. Like, I feel like, and I don't know, I have nothing to base this on, but I feel like you would be putting your idea at risk. First of all, you're saying it on television. Well, at that point, I think most people already have a product that they're working on and selling. Right. It's not idea. So if anything, they're probably looking for exposure. They're like, people are going to see this, and they're going to look for my product. But don't you imagine, like, uh, when people on reality shows, they get locked down for, like, a year afterwards, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I would imagine that somebody appears on the show. The producers of the show know that that exposure is going to happen. So they're going to say that it's big exposure that takes place. And so anything you get, we're going to share in that. I would imagine that's part hmm. of it. I wouldn't be surprised. I never never thought about I that. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, either they're going to – someone's going to throw money at them or they'll I, – I assume they can not take the deal, right? Correct. Like they're – so they can either get what they want out of the show mm-hmm. and I imagine that they get it immediately. But I also imagine they walk out of that room taking none of those deals or being turned down and somebody else, like Gus is saying, calls mm-hmm. them and offers them money and they do inure some benefit from being on the show. Hmm. And then I think the producers yeah. would be well aware of that. And also these very smart entrepreneurs who have made lots of money. They, yeah. yeah, they're going to get their cut. I, I, would, I, I, would lo- I would like to know what the actual deal is. I love at the beginning of Shark Tank, they have that boilerplate. Like, you know, this is a, a show. These people are soliciting offers. You know, no offer is being solicited from the audience. These people are talking to the entrepreneurs you see on TV. Like, are people really that stupid where they think, <laughs> I want to give that guy money? Or is and they're it, like trying to figure out how to He was to looking it. right at me when he said it, like, yeah, like right through the TV. Why do we need that boilerplate? It's so weird to me. Because somebody will invest in something, it loses money, and then the people want their money back, and then they end up suing the producers of Shark Tank. God. Because I, it was on your show, and you said it was good. I heard Mark Cuban say it was a great idea. It wasn't a great idea. It caught on fire and killed 80, <laughs> 80 people in Topeka. Yeah, I can imagine that. So that's on Hulu+. Plus. Uh, also, uh, I saw the new girl is on Hulu Plus. I want to point out that uh, 
longtime friends of the podcast, the Live Prude Girls. Mm-hmm. One half of them is now. I saw a Facebook update. She's going to be on the New Girl. Stevie's going to be on the New Girl. Oh, really? So oh, I have no idea in what capacity, but that's coming up. Milana was in an AT and T commercial. She was. Two. She's in two now. Two. Yeah, she had wow. her second one. She's the supervisor. And a BW. Oh, I just give a spoiler for that commercial. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah, spoiler. There's some kind of deal at AT and T that's supposed to be great. You know, <laughs> they might be biased in their own commercial. We don't know. Um, so I want to rewind a little bit here. Go ahead. Take us right, back gaming. to video game stuff. Um, so I have a couple of stories here about awards. You know, so why is, I don't understand why we're still giving awards. So I know we just did ours a couple weeks ago, but I felt like even we were late, but you know, DICE just did their award show last week. BAFTA announced their nominations. I think their award shows in a month. And South by Southwest Gaming Awards are also, I guess, during South by Southwest. You know, next well, month as well. The, the, sometimes the gaming awards that associate with events, though, are for games that show at the event. It's not necessarily for the industry at large. Well, these in, these in particular are industry at large. The dice ones are the dice, the BAFTA, mm-hmm. and the South by Southwest. Oh, South by's over the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes you got to kind of ingest. You got to kind of sit on it and let it kind of focus in here and figure out what it's doing you know i don't know what my hands are doing professional kinda, critic at work ladies and gentlemen kinda, <laughs> it's all in here it's all in here it's, it's like a it's a bowel thing you gotta kind of work it out I'm, I'm, be, I'm being told that it's been reported that companies have to give one percent of their profits back to shark tank 1%? is that it that, that's what who I'm called being told. me man steam's taking more than that that's not too bad that's not bad <laughs> but it's gross um, i'd ask for gross <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so uh, lots of award shows coming up so i think the south by southwest ones uh like the public gets to vote on that. I think you can go visit their site and uh, and if anyone knows gaming, it's the public. The public definitely knows what they want. At the Dice Awards, I think Last of Us won every award it was nominated for, except for Best Gameplay Engineering, which went to GTA Five. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they 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 it was like it was crazy. They they were unstoppable. I mean, we did it first, but we were so. definitely ahead of our time, and we called it. Mm-hmm. They, they were even up against Papers, Please in one in one category. <laughs> I know, like, unbelievable, isn't it? Best, God, I forgot what it was. Gameplay environment. You feel <laughs> I'm so shocked. You, do you feel necessary to defend that choice? <laughs> what that we were up for? It? I was talking with Adam uh, Baird today about State of Decay, which was up for our uh, downloadable game of the year. It was mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. our second choice. We yeah. were debating between that, uh, Blood Dragon, Blood Dragon, mm-hmm. and uh, Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know this. They're about to put out a DLC for yeah. for State of Decay. It's getting its second DLC. Yeah. When, when did the first DLC for State of Decay that's, come out? That's on my list of things to talk about. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, new DLC, Segway. Oh, second one. Yeah. yeah, they put out one called Breakdown in no, November. First, it was, which is basically just like a, almost like a horde sorta for that game where you just have to survive as to a certain as point. You can. Yeah, and then you leave and then you come back to the same place and, and start so over. This new DLC is called Lifeline and supposedly it's a new map. Yeah, there's actually a new area. Yeah, I, how did, I, we all love this game. How did we not talk about the fact that it had updated content? They just, we, did, they just did. did we even miss it on the patch? Did we not talk about it we at all? Never no, talked we've talked to... about Breakdown before. Have we? Well, I, I'm the one that I've been on. We not have, one I was on then. Uh, I this one, and this one's new, so it's not, uh, it's not. Some, it's not something that's been around for a while. Like this just dropped. Yeah, there's no recently. launch date yet. It's in the internal testing process. Yeah. They said. What I don't know what's going on with DLC lately because I have been on the hunt trying to find the release dates for the Dead Rising 3 DLC. One of them came out yesterday. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Here it is. Like, no, they never announced uh-huh. it. It's just, here it is. It's it, it's an update for you. It's the Fallen Angel DLC. Yeah, I still haven't even played the first one. I got to go back and I'm, I'm getting way behind in DLC on that game. Hey, I mean, that's the thing about zombies. They just come at you when you least expect them. That, is that true? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like the DLC How else do they get you? They're not going to run you down. Banging on your door. <laughs> but the, uh, and also Walking Dead returned, in, yeah. you know, while we're talking about undead stuff, but we won't go off into TV stuff. Um, you, you know what? I know you don't care about achievements, but uh, one thing I'm frustrated by is the way they've handled achievements on Xbox One mm-hmm. as they transition to the next generation is that when they put out the DLC, they put out that massive, like, uh, 15 mm-hmm. gig uh, update for Dead Rising 3 in preparation for the DLC. And sure enough, they just preloaded all the assets for the DLC. It's in there. The latest uh, DLC that came out yesterday, Fallen Angel, 22 megs. That's are, all you have to download. Are you sure you didn't uh, pre-download like while your Xbox was in low power? No, and I need, to, I need to change my mindset. It's possible that there was another update, yeah. but I didn't I didn't read course, about it. Of course you didn't because you didn't read about the DLC coming out either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, because it just popped up one day. Uh, but when they did that, they also – what's the right word here? They also preloaded all the achievements through all the DLC. So my hundred or my ninety-five percent game dropped to like fifty-eight percent. So Ooh. even if you don't buy that DLC, you're still held up. To Not only if I don't buy it, but also DLC that isn't out yet. 
and I can't complete the achievements, those achievements are sitting there saying your game's not done yet. So it's like you have an itch that's under a chastity belt. It's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you stole my metaphor. I had it right here. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> not, not at all. But uh, yeah, so it's it's as, as a completionist like me and like Ray, another guy who plays Dead Rising yeah. 3. Who has already completed it, by the way. I know. This it's, morning he came in and was like, already done. They're pretty short. Yeah, he said it's about two, three hours. I loaded up, but he and, still can't hundred percent it. That's true, he can't. Nope, he really can't. And <laughs> see, that's what's keeping me from grinding out all my Dead Rising three zombie kills up to three hundred and forty thousand. Is because what's the point? I might as well just go through all the DLC and get as many as I can, and then grind after that. That's a good. That's a good strategy because I can't hundred percent it now. Right. The, you know, the weird thing to me about the state, jumping back to the State of Decay DLC, it seems like that's a really weird long tail for DLC for that game. Like that game did so well, why aren't they? Working on State of Decay 2. Why are we getting I, I, this little I DLC the, bite? I think they are. Remember mm-hmm. that we reported, or reported, we talked about how there was uh, news that they signed a multi year agreement with Microsoft to continue right. yeah, making yeah. games. So I assume that in addition to DLC, they have another project as well that they're working that on. That deal felt a lot like uh, the, the relationship that Microsoft had with Twisted Pixel, where it's a smaller studio for a long time. They're developing specific content now for Xbox One, and I wouldn't be surprised if that turns into an acquisition at some point yeah. in time. Because Microsoft wonder, did eventually acquire Twisted Pixel. They did. They did. I, I wonder if what we're getting then this dlc is actually what they started on before they got that kind of deal like if they really you know rolled in to start working on maybe a two or you know further content and then got that deal so they could devote more time and energy into it and now we're getting that stuff they started on as just kind of a dlc would you buy state of the decay 2 if it just added multiplayer essentially in a a rudimentary campaign me me too i mean just if they they cleaned up just a little bit too yeah and multiplayer you know, you know what's funny? It's that uh, in my conversation with Adam today, I was going over how we were talking about it for Game of the Year because obviously he didn't watch that episode. Uh, and <laughs> I finally was able to put into words my feelings about State of Decay, which was it felt uh, unbalanced. It was missing the balance polish, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say about a single-player-only campaign, you know, game, where why would a single-player game be unbalanced? But that's how it felt to me. It just felt unbalanced. No, you definitely worry about balance Yeah, in, in single-player. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. There were some zombies where it was like... Fuck, I gotta deal with this. And there's a lot you're just like, you don't care, just walk around. Just, I mean, the experience as a whole, Adam said he didn't make it all the way through the campaign because he uh, he got bogged down with searching every single house. Mm. And he just was like, I don't want to experience this anymore. He's too much of a completionist. Like, he couldn't leave it alone. That's what it was. Yeah, right, yeah. That's what he said. You know, he's, a, he's an MMO guy. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm surprised that Adam's not huge into EVE Online because he seems like he's big he's, into spreadsheets. He's played, he's played it. <laughs> he's an algorithm kind of yeah, a guy. Yeah. 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 I think he's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get in. It's that curve. It's like you have to invest so much time, you to, know, in order to get to a place where the game's fun. What like, probably drove Adam away from Eve Online? Because this is something really unique and interesting about Adam as a game player in these MMOs. He takes control of the economy of any MMO he plays. Like he will be the like a godfather of the auction mm-hmm. house. Uh, and I bet Eve Online was too much for him to handle in that. Regard. <laughs> it's a crazy economy. Yeah, I used to do that in World of Warcraft. Is I, I I would mine and I'd pick one mineral, like like mithril. I'd be like, all the mithril in this game is going to run through me. And anytime <laughs> it was on the auction house, I'd buy it all, then realist yep. it all at like four hundred percent markup. I'd be like, no one could undercut me. I had it all. That's what Adam would do. He would start controlling the prices of things, and he would uh, see other people that would try and sell a bunch of that stuff, and he would get them working for him. Yeah. You people are crazy. You, you, can, you can make so much money because everyone yeah. needs that resource. Yeah. And if you're the bottleneck, you can buy it cheaper and then remark it up. And then if the price comes up, then you put it up even more. At what point do you go, this is fun? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it like the less fun other people have, the more it's fun that so, you have? It's so, but then you get so much money. If Adam <laughs> changed his focus from working here to doing the stock market, he would own the world. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's that's Look, that's the, the when you play The Sims, that's how every iteration of The Sims ends for me. It's like, if I spend half as much time on myself as I'm spending on this <laughs> fucking little dopey dude with a green diamond over his head i would be so much better off in life um i just finished something that kind of reminded me of that is like i've gotten really good with playing minecraft lately uh, with the kids and ashley is that um i decided to play a version of minecraft i've never played before which is hardcore mode which mm-hmm. is when you die oh, yeah. it deletes your world and i went about four and a half days of real time of playing the same world like for a few hours a day and uh my god I got killed. killed. I got killed by. <laughs> what, what did you win? I was in the. I finally went to the Nether, and I got killed by a Wither skeleton. I mm. didn't know that Ooh. Wither would kill you. I thought it would just take you down to half a heart, like poison. Uh, Turns out, no. On uh, hardcore mode, I think you can be poisoned to death. Oh, can you? Yeah, I think that's one of the other things that's different. I guess I was gonna say live and learn, but I guess don't, don't live <laughs> and, Die and learn. Die and learn. Yeah. I had diamond horse armor for God's sake. 
I had it made. Wow. I just had to stay. I nope. Too much hubris. <laughs> I was going for blaze rods. <laughs> going to the nether. Yep. Um, so I guess this week, Naughty Dog announced that they're thinking about what to do next. They're thinking about new IP and trying to figure out what their next game is. They've already announced to do another Uncharted game. Uh, they announced that at the VGX, I think, right? Uncharted 4? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what can comes next, how you, how you top that. I, I mean, can I really honestly, what kind of a dopey announcement is that? We're starting to think about new IP. It's like, we might make a new game. It's like, well, great. Congratulations. You know, you're like my buddy I'll go to coffee with who always is working on the next. I'm going to start a book. Okay, great. Let me know. Let <laughs> I'm me know. an author. Except, I might write a new book. The difference I'm is thinking about it. This would be like uh, someone who's established saying that. I, like, I, like George R. R. Yeah. Martin going, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking about a new book. <laughs> okay, I, I'd be excited about that. It's not your dopey friend who hasn't written a book <laughs> saying he's going to write a book. <laughs> what do I do with that information? I stay excited for four fucking years? Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's like, is that an announcement you need to make or is that something like they overheard because they sat at the wrong table at the dice buffet <laughs> and then somebody reported on that could be it's news I'm well, boy, not everything's an announcement so That's they're gonna they're gonna throw their hat in the rink with uh bungie who now saying they're gonna have the the best selling highest selling new ip of any game ever right with uh, destiny <laughs> once again what kind of announcement is yeah. that it's like i it's, it, it's it, that goes along the lines and i get that they have pre-sales data now mm-hmm. that they can say that that destiny is going to be the biggest selling new ip in history activision saying this but that to me goes along with uh ubisoft saying uh watchdog is going to be our next 10-year franchise it's like how do you know how do you know <laughs> how do you know that it's like i i get that i get that there's raw data that they can extrapolate but i don't think they've could they have possibly pre-ordered enough now nah. to where they've outsold or well, they're saying they're gonna I mean, that's the thing, too, is in, in a lot of people mistook the statement originally in that they thought he was saying that Destiny itself was going to be the highest grossing game ever. But his actual statement was that the IP was going to be the highest grossing thing ever, which means... The quote is, Destiny will become the best-selling new video game IP in history. There you go. Meaning legacy, not just necessarily single No, that's, title. Not, that's not the way that I read that. No? The way, the way I interpret that is that Destiny, what you want to call Destiny 1 or Destiny mm. 2014, Prime. the version that's coming out this year, that... That will sell as a new title better than any other new IP has sold in history. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Like, like I can, you know, honestly, I can see how he might be thinking that will happen. Like, it'll sell better than the original Halo. It'll mm-hmm. sell better than the original Call of Duty. Than the Last original or Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah. Like any new IP, like the first iteration, it'll sell better than any of those ever in history. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of a, I mean. But what's a new? I mean, like Doom and Tetris have—they were new IP, and those continue to sell. I mean, can he stack up? Can they stack up against Flappy Bird numbers, though? Can they? Five fifty k a day. Good there you luck. Go. Uh, Did you read the so, numbers on the Facebook hacker with a uh, Clash of Clans? That's the next thing I was going to okay. talk about, actually. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the things we talked about before on the RT podcast was about how we always got that fucking Clash of Clans ad in Flappy Bird, and we knew that they at least had money to spend on that. Yeah, if so, Flappy Bird was making 50k a day, 80% of the ads were for Clash of Clans, that means about 40k a day was being spent by Clash of Can- <laughs> Clans a day. So that's what like said a, there were bigger numbers. Is there like a pyramid scheme going on here? Like, do you go into Flappy Bird, and then you get an ad for Clash of Clans, and you go into Clash of Clans, is there an ad that pops up on top of that for it's another like some game? some kind of collusion. Yeah. So there were two I different- will say Clash of Clans is the only thing, and I've never played the game, and I can't speak to it. That's the only thing I've ever had on my mobile phone that auto-pops an ad, and I don't like that. Mm. And it's the only game where I've been looking at something on my phone, and all of a sudden I'm in the iTunes store, and I'm looking at the Clash Clans, and I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, hate I hate that. that. I hate I, that. I get that on the mobile image UR, image GUR site mm-hmm. sometimes. Oh, It'll, it redirects me to the app store. For yeah. what? I might, it might be Clash of Clans. Yeah. I've had Candy Crush do that to me. I might have. I might have had Candy Crush do it to me as well. Yeah. So yeah. uh, there were two different stories about speculating about their income. The one you saw was a, a Facebook hacker who tried to extrapolate their revenue. Well, I, I I didn't read the article. I admit I just read the headline. How does a Facebook hacker find out their revenue? I, I didn't. You read know, that he story. hacked the Facebooks. Uh, the other story was that <laughs> read a DM um, <laughs> that. The, that the company uh, Supercell reported their earnings of eight hundred ninety-two million dollars in revenue uh, for last year, and someone said that they were earning about six hundred fifty-four thousand dollars a day in Clash of Clans microtransactions. God damn! So that's uh, some serious money. So yeah, they have. As far as I know, they have two different products. Yeah, they only they only have two different games: Clash of Clans and another one, which is like a virtual farm called Heyday. <laughs> and uh, then their third game is coming out called Boom Beach. comes out next month. You know, it's funny that there's a game like this that's doing so much money in microtransactions <laughs> on the back of the fact that 
everybody is just shitting on EA over Dungeon Keeper right now. Yeah, they're really which is well deserved, I think. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's uh, this is another game. Well, obviously, this game I haven't played it. I'm sure their microtransaction system must be much better than what EA is doing. But it's funny that some microtransaction implementations can really have a different result. So I hadn't read this part of the article until right now. I guess I, I missed it somehow. But apparently, last October, uh, Supercell, 51% of Supercell was acquired by SoftBank, which is a Japanese mobile phone company. SoftBank paid $3 billion for 51% of Supercell. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, this is just, you know, 51% is a majority stake, but it's half the company for $3 billion. They made two games. All right, guys, I have an idea. Uh, what we're going to do. We're going to go collect a bunch of students making student games. We're going to sell them as mobile games, and we're going to pay them nothing and keep all the profits. Brilliant. New game studio. We have, we have, the games have to be free, though. Sure. Why yeah, not? That, that, apparently, that's the we'll thing. We'll serve them up with ads on them. What did they, what did they pay for uh, Draw Something? Uh, it was like $800 million, I think. And that game fell off so fast. Yeah, they, they bought it. After it had peaked, it was on the way down, and they bought it. <laughs> yeah, and they, they ended up dissolving that studio. That was OMG Pop. Yeah, in, in June of 2013, OMG Pop, uh, they Zynga shuts down, draw something, creator OMG Pop after spending 200 million dollars oh. to acquire it. The one app, basically. Wow. <laughs> Move today uh, will affect every part of the San Francisco social gaming company and cut 80 million dollars in staff costs. This is a two-year-old or a year-old story at this point, but yeah, it's just crazy. It's like it's it's weird to see these things how they end up turning out sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was I, I couldn't believe that acquisition when that happened because I felt like Draw Something had gotten so popular. And by that point, everyone I knew that was playing it was no longer playing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I guess sometimes I'm out of touch with that. Like sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a bigger market that yeah. I don't realize that continues to play games like that. But I was definitely right about that one, Zynga. That was free. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to read this. I want to remind everyone that this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by ProFlowers. Valentine's Day is this week. It's Friday, actually. Uh, when she says she doesn't need flowers, she means you better get flowers. Get a dozen long stem assorted roses with a premium vase and gourmet chocolates for $29.99 or double the roses. Uh, that's two dozen long stem roses and the premium vase and chocolates for just $9.99 more. You won't find a deal this good anywhere else this week. Uh, Pro Flowers is quick, easy, and delivery on Valentine's Day is guaranteed. Can't beat the price or the convenience. Convenience. Uh, you can schedule a delivery date and just check it off your list. Uh, pro flowers are guaranteed to last seven days or more, or your money back. Uh, we have some pro. You can't see them. We have pro flowers. We we have used them on the no, RT podcast. Yeah, they're yeah. right there. They're I'm still covering fresh. them up with my arm right now. See, we got them last Friday. They're still fine. Um, <laughs> and it's been cold in here too. Uh, so here's the only way to get this Valentine's Day deal: a dozen long stem assorted roses with a premium vase and chocolates for twenty ninety nine, twenty nine ninety nine, or double the roses for just nine ninety nine more. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the top right corner, and type in teeth. Proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in teeth. Order today. This deal is only around while supplies last, and Valentine's Day is this Friday. This is your last warning. Do it. Wow, that was brutal. Can people have to do it? I mean, do, do it. it. Fucking do, do it, it now. Better, um, it's better to hear it from Gus today than your significant other on Monday. In the middle of that True. ad read, I accidentally really? hit the home button on the iPad. Monday being I the day she lets you back out. in the house. Yeah, you okay? Yeah, you okay. really <laughs> held it together. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. I, I, I did not stumble. Carried right on through. Um, so, in other news... Twitch is parent company, Justin.tv, has formally changed their name to Twitch. <laughs> so I guess this Justin TV site, you know, existed doing just general video streaming for mm -hmm. a couple of years. Yep. And then Twitch was their gaming brand. Right. And I guess Twitch now has a million broadcasters per month. And I guess it's probably doing so much traffic <laughs> that now the whole company is called Twitch. It's like a weird yeah, no, shell it's game. Awesome. It's like your leg take, took over the rest of your body and now your whole body's called the leg. <laughs> Yep, Ryan Haywood, ladies there and gentlemen. <laughs> that you can anybody can use that. I'm, I'm willing to let that Make be licensed. Sure you stream at the leg.com. <laughs> so less than two. Then they talked about uh, streaming in the PS4. <laughs> less than two months after the console launch, 20 percent of Twitch broadcasters are PS4 owners. Of course they are, because that's the Tw one that's working right now. Yeah, so, well, that's automatically with the bop button. Yeah, mm -hmm. two hundred thousand of their million broadcasters per month then are uh, PS4 people. Yeah, yeah. I remember Microsoft had an interesting statement when they were talking about the lack of integrated streaming with Twitch. Even though they announced the partnership at the launch event, '83, uh, the announcement event, um, they didn't have the push button streaming the way that PS4 does. 
but their comment that they made was, of course you can stream on Twitch. You just hook up to your recording device, yeah. just like you always have, <laughs> which is a shot at PS4 and their, you know, their HTCP, their HTCP uh-huh. and all that stuff. Still yeah. not working, by the way. Yeah, we still don't have an HTCP room stripped patch for PS4. Well, they, people keep saying like it's going to come, but you never know. You never know. Here we are, February. You know, we're supposed to be here in December. You know, but likewise, Xbox was going to have Twitch streaming, and it was going to be part of the big part of the experience. Didn't have it at launch. Yep. When are they going to have it? And then they're going to have this big update. I didn't read anything about Twitch in the update notes. Mm-hmm. And then now they push that whole thing back a little bit. Well, they just pushed. There was one that was supposed to come out yesterday that got pushed to so later next this week. Oh, is it now next week? Yeah, it I was supposed it, to be later. I this believe week. it's next week now. They pushed it again. But then they announced they're making a stereo headset. That's true. That was like how they appeared. And an adapter. Yeah, which they do have a headset with the Xbox One. If you don't have one, they have a traditional Microsoft headset, which is one ear, but they're making a stereo headset. Uh, And an adapter, I think, so you can use your own headset. And an adapter so you can use your own headset. Oh, Oh, nice. Okay. So it would allow for uh, third-party headsets Let's and get our other, other headsets that you might have that you would like. Man, that Xbox, such an unsuccessful thing. We should really just get rid of that if you're Microsoft, right? You hear, oh, man. Are you yeah, referencing, referencing the story. The investors? <laughs> yeah. Do you have that in your notes? Yeah, you sent it, so I didn't pull it up. But uh, it was yeah. two different investors who said mm-hmm. that Microsoft mm-hmm. should focus on core business of software as a service and eliminate Bing and the, the Xbox division. And Surface. And Surface. And Surface, it's correct. Basically, it's basically what the investors were saying was that they wanted Microsoft to focus on enterprise and want to essentially abandon all their consumer-facing, public-facing uh, The device, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of well, any Windows devices. Windows Phone was not in there. I guess, do they consider Windows Phone to be an enterprise level? I wonder if that's already off on its own separate. No. No? You don't think so? No, because they acquired Nokia. That's You true. know what it is? It probably, it's, although with Surface would as well. I, I would just imagine that maybe that falls under OS. Or maybe Surface just subsumes the phone system as well. Does it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's all the surface is kind of a unified thing. So yeah, the one experience. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, investors trying to strike, trying to see what they can get away with while Microsoft is in transition, CEO wise. I saw one of those, and it was a uh, one of the people or one of the groups that's protesting this, and I forget the name of it, but it's basically a hedge fund, and they bought into Microsoft at 0.8 percent, which, granted, of Microsoft, that's still a lot of money, but mm-hmm. that was enough to get you on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're one of the ones making a lot of stink about this. It's like 0.8. That's like responding. If you responded to 0.8% of YouTube comments, uh, you would radically destroy your show. Yeah. <laughs> you would delete your game from the iTunes store. You would delete your life, <laughs> and Android, basically. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, yeah uh, I was just going to say about this whole thing. One of the CEO candidates who was up, that was one of the things that he said as well. He would talk about spinning off Xbox. Mm-hmm. Now, and I don't know if they're – I mean – they're not going to shut it off, but yeah, they, you know yeah. they would probably spin it off into its own entity. And we talked about it on the podcast on Monday. Um, do you think Xbox could survive on its own right now? Is it at that point? Well, I, I assume that would they spin the game studio with it too? That's a good question. Because they, they seem so. like they're holding on to software, but they're trying to get rid of hardware. Yeah, but that's not enterprise level. Yeah, you know, I would assume it would all go together. Microsoft yeah. Game Studio would be the hardware and I don't know. Software division. I really, I'm curious if the is Xbox been profitable yet. The, I know the 360 got to profitability, right? Yeah, the but, 360 uh, eventually you got there. So I think mm-hmm. the one would be uh, – my argument was that it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be able to stand on its own. It wouldn't be quite as dominant, I don't think, without I mean, all that muscle behind it. We're living in a world where Twitch operates at a lo- – or not Twitch, sorry. Twitter operates at a loss every day. God, I don't believe that. It's yeah. still functioning. I, I, yeah, and I, I think that's short-sighted. I think that the Xbox is um, – Definitely a growth vector for them and is a way for them to get into the living room and establish themselves as more than just a software company. You know, uh, when you deal with – when investors deal with companies, you know, the big thing they always look at is growth. How is the company going to grow? What's the additional revenue coming from? You know, cutting off this growth potential I think is super short-sighted. Uh, I, I, I disagree with that. You know, I wonder sentiment. almost if they're just trying to excise everything that really led to that Metro UI. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's the the products that really led them down that path of that whole tiled interface God, thing, yeah. uh, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, but it also makes me think of uh, IBM did something similar years ago when they shed their personal computer division and they became mainly you know a consulting and server firm. So they shed the personal computer division, they shed their laptop division, and recently they just shed their low end server, the thirty two bit servers, to Lenovo as well. Uh, so they're still kind of doing that, and that seems to have worked for them. So I don't know. Maybe there's Did Oracle to ever have that. any public products? Oracle. I, I, used to, I used to see way more advertisements. For Oracle, Oracle. Uh, bought Sun, so I believe they have like Oracle branded servers you can uh-huh. run uh, their their software on. 
So I think that's all. But as far as consumer level, no, I don't believe it was ever anything consumer level. So it's a, it may seem pretty drastic move to most people that would watch this podcast or listen to it um, that Microsoft might drop the Xbox potentially. But, I mean, historically, companies do this kind of thing. Yeah. And focusing on B2B and enterprises, a good strategy sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they will. You know, this is just a couple of loud, small, squeaky wheels, I think, yeah. that are, are making noise about it. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't think that the Mac OS has made the cuts into Windows. I think a couple of years ago, it was big, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's. I think it's kind of losing steam. I think these uh, tablets have destroyed that. That's tablets have killed. You know, desktop and full operating system computers. Really? You think yeah. so? I uh, mean, maybe I'm just biased. PC sales and computer sales are down, while tablets continue to cannibalize it. If you look at mobile, like tablet and phone traffic. You know, using the internet, it's way up, and then you just can just see desktops nose diving. You know what I'm I'm drawing comparisons to here? Hmm. When my kids were Eli's age, they had little Fisher Price laptops, and now he has a Fisher Price. Uh, I have an iPad wrapped yeah. in Fisher Price. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like my kids had like a fake little Fisher Price yeah. laptop. Mm-hmm. By the way, thanks mom for letting my son steal my iPad. <laughs> it's not even the mini. You should give him a little. Do they have a separate case for the mini? I don't know. That's a good question. Um. One of the other bits of news that I read was that I guess now Call of Duty is on a is a three studio development. Yep. And this year's Call of Duty is going to be primarily developed by Sledgehammer Games, who co-developed Modern Warfare 3 with Infinity Ward when all the shit went down with yeah, yeah, yeah. the founders leaving. We can keep all this stuff straight anymore. Right. So now it's Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer. Okay. So we got Sledgehammer this year, which means Treyarch was supposed to have been this year, correct? No, no. What was the last one? Ghost? That was Infinity Ward. Yes. So Treyarch was supposed to have been this yes. year. So now we got Sledgehammer. Next year will be Treyarch and then Infinity Ward after that. I wonder what the new hook will be. Well, it gives it more time to develop games, right? Yeah. yeah. That's always a good thing. I mean, but they – so uh, Infinity Ward always did the, the zombies thing, right? And then No, Treyarch, that was Treyarch. Sorry, Treyarch did the zombies. And then Infinity Ward was the one that always had that, like, training level thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And usually the little thing at the end, like uh, Mile High Club. Right. Uh, so no, I wonder what the third studio, if they're going to have their own What their, hook. like, signature is? Yeah. Microtransactions. <laughs> I'm just going to guess. <laughs> Unannounced DLC. But then also that makes you have to point out that Respawn Entertainment, which was the original guys at Infinity Ward that then left, are now about to put out Titanfall. In fact, they just put up the beta signups for Titanfall just last night. Yeah, go. You can sign up. It's like Titanfall.com slash beta What are you doing here? Yeah, go yeah, sign really. up. The, uh, and uh, one, thing, one other thing we talked about, we didn't really predict it, but we talked about was if you were putting out Titanfall right now, and this is going to be a system seller for the Xbox One, Probably one of the first system sellers of this entire generation, um, or arguably, arguably at least. Uh, would you put out Titanfall at the same time for the Xbox One and the Xbox 360? And I said I would probably give it a little bit of a window, and they've given it yeah. now, what, two weeks? Two weeks. We yeah. drew the comparison to Spartan Assault. They did the same thing. Right. Spartan Assault had two weeks head start on the Xbox One and then came out on the 360 as well. I don't we don't know if they listen to the patch, but we can assume <laughs> that they probably do. That's a freebie response. <laughs> the next one's going to cost you. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only way they can get away with that in this case, though, is because the if if that title was going to PlayStation as well, you'd see it on both immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way they would hold that title. Yeah. Uh, if there was that kind of competition, but, you know, it's it's weird when they uh, when they first made the announcement that you know it was this other studio is making the Xbox 360 version. In the back of my head, I thought that's weird. Why haven't they said anything about that until now? <laughs> and then now they're like, oh yeah, remember that studio we told you about? They're taking two weeks longer. Sorry. Oh, those guys are so slow. It's like, man. yeah, respawn. We're awesome. Those guys, they suck. Don't worry it's about it. Like, kind of shoving them under the bus a little. You're gonna yeah. get your game. Don't worry. You know, we'll yeah. be. We're good for it. Yeah. So, uh, so that's coming out soon, March 11th. That's less than a month away now. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that. Say to K, we talked about that. Dead World Rise of Tanks 3. is out today for the 360. World of Tanks, it is. according to Twitter. World of Tanks. I, I've played that game on the PC extensively have you really yes i love that game i we you and i, I used to play I world sh- war ii online together oh yeah and we just love driving the tanks net but i just never i've never played uh world of tanks it's it's really really good really robust do you know i i should find out i haven't played on the 360 yet i should find out if my the tanks i've unlocked on the pc version are usable in the xbox 360 that's version. a good question because if so i'll fucking jump on that I'll, just, I'll destroy some bitches right now <laughs> so I, yeah it's like a tiered system where you have to unlock different levels of tanks and different types of upgrades in each individual tank it's fun. I don't like that you're ahead of me in tanks. I just learned something, too. <laughs> I just learned this is now the second time that you've done this. Uh-oh, what? I learned that Gus has started playing a game that I've talked about. It's an iPhone game that I have, the geography game. And I mention it a lot. And every time I mention it, people think it's like a sponsor thing. It's not. I just like this thing a lot. But I learned that you started playing it in secret. Yeah. So that 
you I wouldn't get too far ahead of you. And you did the same with something else. It was um was it a social it was media? Street Pass. Street Pass. Yeah, so it's like when I start doing something, I, now you have this like thing you have to keep secret. I would actually like to know that you're doing this stuff. <laughs> I'm a, Are you I'm embarrassed a, by your lower level score? Level 63. Uh, you're level 63? Well, you're you like should be 150. I'm like 260. God, <laughs> that's why. I was like, I was going to get to 100 and then tell you I was playing. <laughs> why? Come on, why? No, now some like level zero bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Come grief you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, based on the RT Live videos I've seen? Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> very that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I'll come unlock your whole neighborhood. Basically, <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. Do you have Culver Lane? <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so just so you know, just so you know, updated what I'm going to be playing, so you can like get ahead. I will be playing Goat Simulator in the next Goat <laughs> Simulator. So I take, I take. I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm a little put off by the name Goat Simulator because <laughs> I've never been chased by a goat waving an axe around with its tongue. Well, well that's not a very accurate Goat Simulator. Clearly, you've never been to Spain. No, wait, that's bull. Sorry. Um, it, it looks like a crazy, a, stupid game. Dude, it looks like a goat simulator. What, what do you expect a goat simulator <laughs> play, to look like? You could, be any, you could be a trash can in that game, <laughs> and it wouldn't matter. There's nothing special about you being a goat. <laughs> trash can simulator that you coming have 2016. Tongue. I love it so it can, like, it's hard to make a game. It is not something you just, like, sit and go, goat simulator, publish. I mean, so a team of people had to work on this, and they're like, every Monday they must have gone, like, this is still funnier. <laughs> this, is, this is still a well, good idea to make this. No, it was, a, it was an engine test for something else. Yeah, right? it was like a it joke. Was, yeah, and then they, the, the demand, the, the, the reaction <laughs> was so positive. They're like, "All right, great. I guess we'll we'll make it." I'm, I'm totally gonna play Goat Simulator. I'm just when games like this came out, I'm so happy I'm not Michael Jones because you know his every every piece of social media for him is like do a rage quitting Goat Simulator. That's how I heard about Flappy Bird is people wouldn't stop asking Michael to make a rage quit in Flappy. Bird, which I can't even imagine, you know, him doing. Yeah, I get, I get upset playing Flappy Bird. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> well, I, I don't want, I don't want to say anything because I wait. Uh, yeah, I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard him screaming outside the office this morning. I parked my car, got out of my car, and I could hear him screaming. Yep, from inside his office. Um, so I guess the 2013 NPD U.S. video game sales numbers came out. There were 15.39 billion dollars of games sold in the U.S. in 2013. That's it? I thought it was bigger than that That's now. just the U.S. Just the U.S. 15 billion. I think world... Hold on. And that's just stuff the NPD tracks, which may not be like all mobile games and stuff like that. I think if you take the entire gaming industry, mobile, and the entire world and add it all together, it's a $100 billion a year industry. Oh, okay. Yeah. That balloons up very quickly. Yeah. Like, I, like the, the big... I remember when I crossed over the, uh, the, the film industry, and the film industry is right in that, in that re- mm-hmm. range, or excuse me, that range uh, for the $15 billion place but mm-hmm. uh yeah so I, you, they can accumulate that stuff any possible way they can and if you look at something like tv tv industry has to be fucking enormous for all the money that all the channels generate across all the different platforms i mean now it's like the long tail on all this stuff is crazy like we were talking about activision and destiny saying it's going to be the biggest new ip well shit you know like i said tetris is a, was a new ip at some point and it's still selling to this day <laughs> that original version they continue to sell and sell and sell or doom you know if you want to go back to that mm-hmm so Yep, so uh, the MPD report concludes that 36% of players over the age of 13 played games acquired digitally, showing a rise in prominence in digital acquired games amongst all segments of players. What is it, what, so what are we going to do with this information? I mean, do, do we need to till, still tell people that video games are a part of mainstream culture at this point? We're not proving that anymore, No, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's just for bragging rights. People want to know who sold more, who sold what. And listen, I call me crazy. I mean, I would think that number in U.S. would be higher low just because of mobile in the last year. Yeah. yeah. You know? Does I that mean, include microtransactions? Is it just supposedly. Me? I mean, honestly, that's I have really a hard time believing that number. That's what that number is for, right? Is just telling money where to go. Is not. It's that's what how much money they brought in. So this is where to put other. You know, this, so other people know where to put their money. Is let's let's invest in this video game thing. You, these you, kids are doing. You're absolutely right. And I, I mean, you'll see decks that people put up going. Well, here's why this is a good investment because this is a 15 billion dollar year industry. And if we can get just one percent market share, <laughs> you, you, you sound like an episode of Shark Tank. Yeah, I know. Right? You sound like yeah. an episode of Shark Tank. So, dumbest story of the week. Uh, this seems like an April Fool's joke mm-hmm. because it takes effect April first. Namco Bandai is changing its name to Bandai Namco, effective April first. I mean, that's like your leg taking over your body. <laughs> yeah, it's always the same. I was thinking the same thing. It's like the Twitch Justin TV thing. Pretty so, much. So it's. I mean, they're keeping the same logo and everything. They're just <laughs> swapping the order of the two. Names or the two words. Was there any justification given for that? Uh, 
plans to see the change. But uh, well, clearly Namco is the much more recognized part of the title. So they need but to have Bandai's that first. Bandai going to the top, isn't it? Or what's going to the top? Well, clearly Bandai's going to the top. Bandai is the much more recognized part of the there title. You go, there so you it go. needs to go to the top. You misspoke <laughs> just a moment ago. Clearly, the, the publisher was. There was, was an echo. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> the publisher was a result of a merger between Namco and Bandai in September 2005. The Umbrella Company's <sighs> logo seen above, which is now Bandai Namco, will be used for all the publisher's product going forward. Up until this point, Namco Bandai uses traditional individual Namco and Bandai logos on some of its games. So there's like one leftover executive that's just been waiting. Like he's been biding his time, just waiting to take over the top Like spot one Bandai executive was like, I'm going to get us back here. on top. Mr. Bandai is like hanging out. And listen, I mean, it's like I was with him all the way through the acquisition and everything, but... Switching the names, that's just sellout move. Just, <laughs> I can't abide that. Just, <laughs> Where's the respect? Did you just delete it off the app store and get rid of it? Fuck it. Um, last story I want to cover of the week. Uh, Wolf Among Us, episode two, is out. I haven't played it yet. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. They were affected by a, a big season pass issue on the Xbox 360, which apparently didn't affect anyone on Steam, uh, which is fortunate for me because I played the game on PC, so... I'm going to check it out as soon as I finish Assassin's Creed 4. Proud of you. It's, on, it's my, on, my, on my list of things to do. I've been playing a lot of PC games lately. I've, you should. I've, 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 I, I've been doing the same. Renaissance. I, <laughs> I admit that the new generation of consoles has, has brought me back to PC well, gaming. There's been a lack of compelling console titles because of the new hardware launch, I think. Yep. So yeah. since there's nothing really to play there, it's like, oh, I'm going to We're still in the dead zone. PC. Happened with 362 where there's just not... Yeah. At launch, you got stuff these titles coming out on the, nothing. Stuff's coming out on the 360. I mean, That's State, true. State of Decay does not have an Xbox One uh, version of itself true. yet. And we're talking about DLC that's coming out, you know? It seems like the only thing that I ever really talk about is Infamous, Titanfall, and Dead Rising 3 updates. Those mm-hmm. are the only things that I. And that's all you'll get about. until after March. And a coming dashboard update. You and know, yeah, Watch Dogs will come. At some point, but that'll also be on old if, if you, hardware as if well. If Ubisoft is still in business by the time that that happens, if they have a trademarker, they don't have a trademark. <laughs> they, did, they did get it back. Yeah, maybe some some prankster will you know write to corporate and take away all of Ubisoft <laughs> shares next. Like, some prankster emailed us and told us the game was canceled, so we stopped working on it. And we, we deleted it. <laughs> now, now we have to call it Silent Cats. <laughs> there's got there's I, there's something else I sent out that I would like to talk about. I'm trying to think what it was. Uh, we talked about the Facebook hacker. We talked about the goat simulator. Oh, can we really quickly just mention uh, the candy swipe thing? Oh, Because right. in the Candy Crush right. saga of them filing for the trademark, the guys who make candy swipe, which according to them, they put up this like die, announcement right? on their page, yeah. on their website, where their game came out in 2010, Candy Crush Saga came out in 2012. Now they have to, they're being told they have to abandon their own registered trademark for candy swipe, not because Candy Crush Saga... It is a stronger trademark than theirs. They actually objected to Candy Crush's trademark. They were like the one people that could do it. And so according to that that story on there, which was – dude, that was a loaded story. Oh, yeah. You should absolutely read it's it. It's very you, emotionally loaded. You, yeah, we'll link it in the link. It is designed to hurt. It is. It is It is damaging. And there's no reason he shouldn't have gone for hurt. Yeah. yeah. But what they did, apparently what King did, uh, the, the owners of Candy Crush Saga, was they bought a candy game that predated Candy Swipe. So they went out and bought a game, and it's now part of their catalog that predates them. So they say, oh, we have uh, candy titles that predate Candy Swipe. So, yeah. Yeah. F Fuck em. off. F them. <laughs> wow. Awful. What? I mean. You got to be a, a fucking asshole to pull a move like that. You just, you just think, like, there's somebody paying attention to this stuff who goes, clearly you guys are just fucking doing this for that. Get the fuck out of here. Right. But who's that person with you the know, objective sensibility that's going to do that? Honestly, like, I, King is kind of shitty, comes off really looking really shitty in this whole thing. They're probably just doing exactly what their lawyers are telling them to do. It's like, oh, you want this trademark? Okay, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. The real problem here is, is the fucking trademark office that's letting someone try to trademark candy. You know, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Where that's is the, the, where is that the person? Who, who's the judge yeah. or whoever the authority is yeah. that's going to look at this and go, get the hell out of here? Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, King, it's shitty that they're not paying attention to what they're doing to these companies, but they're probably just doing exactly what they're told to do. This guy said that he has been quietly battling this for a year, and mm-hmm. he finally was like, "Look, I just got to say this because even when all the press was coming out, he didn't say anything. He was just quietly going about the normal objection, the you know, the appeal process or whatever you want to call it." And then finally, he's like, "You know what? Fuck! I can just, look public it, opinion. Look at this. This is what's going on with yeah, you." Yeah, he gets fucked anyway. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. So I don't know. Somebody knows that's going on, and now when it comes out, King will go, "Oh, 
wow, that's really terrible. They'll, they'll do what you said. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mean to do that. Our lawyers went out of control. Yeah, Those guys. What we had you to remember do. we said on the podcast that what were they going to say about when it came out? They're going to say we have to defend our trademark because uh-huh. that's what we had to do. Sure enough, they said that the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, then don't. Here's a great idea. Don't trademark the word candy. Just yeah. don't do it. You get a registered trademark for your game. You also, know? make up your own game. That's a good thing. That's the cra- that's, that's craziest part of this is that, like, you can see where they, like, took, you know, I can't say that. But, you know, I mean, it seems very derivative unto itself. And they're using the defense that they don't want to have derivative games made on their thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. come on. Absolute bullshit. And they even acknowledged that one of their games that they made in the past that it seemed very it much a- like another game. And that was just a fluke. It's, like, <laughs> it's a classic example of... What the valuable thing I've learned, which is we judge other people by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. And that's what a lot of people do. And it's like, it's like, okay, well, you guys have done this in the past. Like, yeah, but that wasn't our intention. We were, we're good guys. Yeah. It's like, all right. But then everyone else gets judged by their actions, but you get judged by your intentions. Yeah. So anyway, go read it. It is definitely meant to strike <laughs> at your, uh, at your heartstrings. One last thing I did want to mention, I forgot about, and we talked about this on the RT podcast, was the Kickstarter for the Outerlands uh, documentary. Badass. Uh, they only have 66 hours to go. It's a documentary about uh, the people and culture involved with video games, as well as people who collect old games and maintain machines that can still run old software and maintain like old hardware, like ca- arcade cabinets and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So, if it gets funded, it'll be a six-part documentary series. When we talked about it on Monday, they were at 170000 They're at 187 now of a 210 goal. So they need $23,000 to get there in the next 66 hours. Uh, you should check it out if it's something you'd be interested in. Back it. Uh, it seems really cool. They have a great trailer. And listen, uh, Kickstarters for games do very well. Like Star Citizen, like the Kickstarter launched an even bigger crowd so- uh, crowdfunding campaign. You know, uh, the Broken Age uh, did really well on Kickstarter as well. This thing's trying to raise two hundred ten thousand dollars. You know, and they're trying to preserve games that have existed, not game. You know, like the culture of video games right. and the history of it. It's a really important thing. Uh, and so if you can find a way to support this or go look at the uh, – they have a really good pitch piece for it on Kickstarter. You should absolutely watch it and see if it's something you want to support. Yeah, I, I supported it myself. I've only ever supported like three things I think and this is, uh, this is one of them. You shithead. <laughs> I should go look at my number before I say that. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for watching everyone. We're wrapping on our very long edition of The Patch this week. Uh, I want to thank you all. We'll be back next Monday with another episode of RT Podcast. Next Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. Bye. Bye. Bye.